Welcome to Star Wars and TN. Now hit the intro. What well will you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and ready to flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would be joining us. What's happening, Far, Far Away family? How is everyone doing today? We hope everything is going good on your side of the galaxy. Same old thing out here on the Outer Rim. Okay, real quick, I gotta ask you guys a question. What the heck is going on with the Book of Boba Fett? This up and down stuff that John got going on is crazy. We get really good episodes, then we get what are they doing episodes. This just causes me to be like, what is going on? But we want to hear your opinion. Email us at sway.audio at gmail.com and let us know what you think of the Book of Boba Fett. Good or bad, we don't care. We just want to hear your honest opinion. And while you're giving out opinions, tell us what you think of the new format. Do you like it or do you think we should go back to the old ways? Good or bad, it doesn't matter. We just want to hear your honest opinion on both subjects, Book of Boba Fett and the new format. Okay, enough rambling about all this other stuff. We got a story to get to. Because when we left off last time, Bane was not too happy with Xana. He couldn't understand why she hadn't tried to challenge him for Master yet. It is starting to annoy him. The rule of two was based on the strongest always being the Master. It is explained in the Creed. Two there are, no more, no less. The master to embody the power and the apprentice to crave it. Until the apprentice surpassed the master. Then he or she is supposed to kill the master and take the mantle as the Lord of the Sith. Okay, I'm just talking at this point. Let's get to the story and find out what happens next. He had to find a way to restore and rejuvenate his body or replace it. A year ago, he would have thought such a thing to be impossible. Now, he knew better. From one of the shelves, he took down a thick tome, its leather cover pockmarked, the pages yellow and cracked with age. Moving carefully, he set it down on the podium, opening it to the page he had marked the night before. Like most of the volumes on the shelves of his library, this one had been purchased from a private collector. The galaxy might believe the Sith to be extinct, but the dark side still exerted an inexorable pull on the psyches of men and women across every species and a black market of illegal Sith paraphernalia flourished among those with wealth and power. The attempts of the Jedi to locate and confiscate anything that could be linked to the Sith had only succeeded in driving up the prices and forcing collectors to work through middle beings to preserve their anonymity. This suited Bane perfectly. He had been able to assemble and expand his library without fear of drawing attention to himself. He was just another Sith fetishist, another anonymous collector obsessed with the dark side, willing to spend a small fortune to possess banned manuscripts and artifacts. Most of what he had acquired was of little use, amulets or other trinkets of negligible power. The second-hand copies of histories he had memorized long ago during his studies in Korriban, incomplete works written in indecipherable long-dead languages. But on occasion, he had been lucky enough to come across a treasure of real value. The worn, tattered book before him was one such treasure. One of his agents had purchased it several months earlier, an event too fortuitous to be attributed to chance. The force worked in mysterious ways, and Bane believed the book had been meant to come into his possession, the answer to his problem. Like most of his collection, it was a historical account of one of the ancient Sith. Most of the pages contained names, dates, and other information that had no practical use for Bane. However, there was a small section that made a brief reference to a man named Darth Andedu. 
We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. An Dedu, the account claimed, had lived for centuries. Using the dark side of the force to extend his life and maintain his body well beyond its natural span. In the typical fashion of the Sith before Bane's reformations, Andedu's reign came to a violent end when he was betrayed and overthrown by his own followers. Yet his holocron, the repository of his greatest secrets, including the secret of near eternal life, was never found. That was all, less than two pages in total. In the brief passage, there was no mention of where or when Andedu had lived. No mention of what had become of his followers after he was overthrown. Yet, the very lack of information was what made the piece so compelling. Why were there so few details? Why had he not come across references to Darth Andedu in all his previous years of study? There was only one explanation that made any sense. The Jedi had managed to purge him from the galactic record. Over the centuries, they had collected every datapad, holodisc, and written work that mentioned Darth Andedu and spirited them away to the Jedi archives, burying them forever in order to keep his secrets hidden. But despite their efforts, this one reference in an old, forgotten, and otherwise insignificant manuscript had survived to make its way into Bane's hands. For the past two months, ever since this tome had come into his possession, the Dark Lord had ended his nightly martial training with a visit to the library to ponder the mystery of Andedu's missing holocron. Cross-referencing the manuscript before him with the vast wealth of knowledge scattered across a thousand other volumes in his collection, he had struggled to assemble the pieces of the puzzle, only to fail time and time again. Yet he refused to give up his search. Everything he had worked for, everything he had built depended on it. He would discover the location of Andedu's holocron. He would unlock the secret of eternal life to give him time to find and train another apprentice. Without it, he would wither away and die. Xana would claim the title of Dark Lord through default, making a mockery of the Rule of Two and leaving the fate of the Order in the hands of an unworthy master. If he failed to find Andedu's holocron, the Sith were doomed. Okay, it sounds like Bane is just getting a little paranoid. He thinks Xana is just trying to wait for him to die, so she doesn't have to fight him to take over his master, which is a very good strategy if you ask me. There's no way that you can get hurt that way, but this is causing him to be obsessed with living longer. So in this collection of Sith artifacts and writings, he runs across this guy named Andedu. Two pages of information about this dude. There has been no other mention of this guy before, and Bane thinks there is some type of Jedi conspiracy to rid all the information of this dude from the galaxy, which this is something that he said earlier, that the Jedi were getting rid of all the Sith artifacts. So why does he think this would be any different? Well, because of the Jedi, there was now a black market for Sith stuff, but for some reason, this is driving him crazy. He thinks that Andedu has the answer to his problem, so he must find Darth Andedu's holocron. 
He doesn't know why this holocron is so important. He just knows he must find it, which I think he is trying to find a way to live forever because no apprentice will ever be able to beat him if he can live forever. He is falling into the trap of never losing his power, something that has plagued all the Sith before him. Even Sidious tried to live forever, but at this point, this is all speculation in my opinion. We won't know what happens until the next part, and I think that's where today's episode comes to an end. Oh, real quick before we end this episode, let me remind everyone to check out Lightsaber Radio. We go live on YouTube every Saturday morning and Wednesday evenings, and the audio comes out on all the podcast platforms every Sunday and Thursday. We have special segments like Star Wars What Ifs, plus we cover the news, rumors, and one of the hardest quizzes ever. George Lucas would get stunned by this quiz, and he is the creator of Star Wars, but it's truly one of the most outrageous Star Wars shows out right now. There is a link in the show notes below. Okay, okay, I'm really done this time. Join us next episode as we find out more about Darth Bane. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.